Hi, this is Ethan, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. And before you listen, I'd like you to tell you a few things first. First of all, Jose and Elliot are not in this episode. Maybe you really like them a lot, but they had other things to do. Sorry, okay? Um, But ideally, this podcast will have all five hosts together, sitting outside, talking about books. Okay, so that includes me, Alex, Jose and Elliot, and Aiden, who you'll meet in a minute. Okay, secondly, uh, just because we release two episodes a week does not mean we are a weekly podcast. Okay, if you want another episode of this podcast so bad, there are so many other good podcasts out there to listen to. Like, go check them out. There are plenty of daily, weekly podcasts out there. And thirdly, this is a follow-up episode, so if you have not heard episode one, I highly recommend it. And yeah, it's necessary to understand all the stuff we cover in this episode. Um, We discuss a lot of points, and you may have noticed from episode one, we had not finished the book. This episode, we finished discussing the book, and we discussed the ending and how it impacted us as a whole. And like I said, just because we released a follow-up episode to this does not mean we'll be doing weekly episodes from here on out. And we're not really on a schedule. We're a school book club. We're eighth graders, okay? We're not professionals. So that was all I really wanted to say. Um, Just enjoy the episode, all right? Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Ethan. I'm Aiden. And this is Book Club, where we talk about books. Episode 2, we're talking about Fahrenheit 451, again, by Ray Bradbury. This was an old book, kind of. It was written in 1951. And to recap, it talks about Montag, a fireman who burns books, but he turns against his profession. And it's a lot of stuff. It's set in the future. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, this book, I think in the... In introduction, they said he wrote it in a day or something. That's pretty cool. So he wrote this that's whole a lot of writing book. in a yeah, day. Yeah, that's a lot of writing. And so, Aiden, what are your thoughts on this book? It's a very hard book to read. The grammar is very twisting. Yeah. But it is a very good book and very descriptive. A book you can get lost in pretty easily. Yeah. Is how I would describe it. Yeah, I got you lost. You just keep in it. reading and reading. Yeah. You want to know more and more. I yeah. just I got it's lost in like it last there's... Friday when I finished the book, and that's what the purpose of this episode is. Yep. And also for Aiden to get his credit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. By the way, we're doing this very great. So, um, so last we left off, Montag is a fugitive. He burned down Betty, his fireman captain. A couple of other firemen and the mechanical hound that has been chasing him. Thank God for, for like. Thank God because I hated the mechanical hound. Yeah, let's talk about Beatty's quote unquote suicide. <laughs> uh, I mean, we already went over that. But I mean, we can fill oh, Aiden in. Well, but what yeah. are your thoughts on it? Yeah. You. Sad. You lost another man. <laughs> it's, You're gonna lose a lot more before this book is over. Right? It's definitely twisted, and you wouldn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he seems pretty normal government. Except he does read books kind of like for fun because he can quote all that stuff. Yeah. So, Montag is on the run. He has a flamethrower, a couple books, and 
his clone size back, basically. He has nothing else. So he's walking down the street, which is pretty not normal. I wonder if his flamethrower is bigger than I mean, it's the future. Like, Maybe they thought flamethrowers were, like, little guns. Yeah, like, that's what my thoughts are. Yeah, so he's walking with the flamethrower, and he's walking down the street, which is pretty not normal, because people could just be inside. Or in their cars. Or in their car, which Montag is walking, and he sees a car, a beetle car, which is known to be very fast. Beep, beep. And he thinks it's the police, which, I mean... That would make sense because he has a flamethrower and, and he's, he's a known fugitive. And, and he's walking and he just killed like three people. And the news are blasting by him everywhere. He gets like the seashell thing and he hears it on the news. They're talking about him everywhere. Which is not fun when you're walking Celebrity. down the street with a flamethrower. Yeah, so he's walking. He sees a beetle car and he starts running from it because he thinks it's the police. And eventually it speeds up, and just as he's about to be run over, he, dash, he dashes into an alley, and the beetle car turns. It turns out these weren't the police. This was a group of teenagers who were just trying to have fun by, I guess, running over an old guy? I don't know. Weird. Yeah. yeah. I've seen weirder. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I mean, this book has weird stuff in it. Yeah, it does. So Montag, uh, he's a bit savage in this moment. He decides to plant his books in another fireman's house. And Which was their the original plan. And then set the alarm. So he plants the books in another fireman's house. Sets the alarm. And then just, yeah, he just he just lets that fireman get, like, turned into jail and stuff. Which is really good. Yeah. I mean... He then goes to Faber. They have, like, a tear-filled conversation. Oh, yay! And Faber decides to leave the city because I think he knows what's coming, and you will, too. Uh, he le- Because he, he thinks he's going to get, like, found by... Because, obviously, Montag's there. And guess what they see on the TV? What? A large crate is being brought in by four helicopters. And guess what's in that crate? Books! Books! Another mechanical hound. Oh, ew! Oh, that's sad. And so now he has Montex scent because I mean he's a fireman. He's like his scent is everywhere, and so it just tracks him down. And he does a bunch of stuff to preserve himself and to like conceal sound. Fox urine. And so Montag decides to leave. Um, Faber's house and concealed like everything and Faber leaves Montag leaves Montag heads for the river this is Eli oh yeah yeah we're having a fun project a fun yeah. podcast project yeah so I thought you guys would be out here like burning books like oh we're recreating the oh story. no oh oh <laughs> we need no. an old trash can to say we're burn no, we're just recording a podcast. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Cool? Yes. Cool, cool? Cool, cool, cool. Hi, hi, hi. Totes Okay, so Montag <laughs> is able to, like, see the hound because he can see inside people's televisions. Yay. And so he sees where it goes. Because of his very good concealment, he manages to, like, 
like the hound doesn't see Faber's house. It doesn't recognize it. So Faber's safe, he gets off train, and he goes far away. Montag heads for the river, because the river will conceal his scent, I guess? The water would make sense. Yeah, like, if he stays in the water, or like... Yeah, and so he's running... Or get a skunk, I mean... Yeah. It's like right eye's tail. Like, oh, the hound is right on Montag's tail. And eventually... He jumps in the river. Wait, can the hound see or is he just using pure on scent? Basically scent. Okay. He doesn't have very good scent. I, I mean, swear, every animal scent. in the wild is like either has really good scent and horrible eyes or vice versa. Yeah. How did we get talking to this? Because we were talking about the we're hound. We are talking about the hound. I know, but it went from school to... Okay, so remember that the hound can kill you with like the poison inside it. So as soon as he gets yeah. grabbed by the hound, Montag can die. But luckily, he reaches And if the it's river. mechanical, then it can go, like... Yeah. In the nick of time. Really fast. He reaches the river in the nick of time, jumps in it, and manages to hide below the surface. And the hound can't see him. No one can see him. And eventually, it turns back to search the city some more. So Montag's safe. He goes in the river and just... He just hides there. He just floats down the river... So Which the river would take him somewhere if it was a flowing river. Yeah, so Do I we know if it's a whole flowing river or not? It's a flowing river. Okay. So, what are you guys' thoughts? I've been talking a lot. That's pretty awesome. I think that Montag is, like, savage, A... Um, B, he's, like, knows a lot to do, which we didn't realize he would know what, how, like, that much. We didn't realize he was smart. Like, that smart. We thought he was dummy dumb. <laughs> He was also really brainwashed, too. So, yeah, what do you guys think is going to happen? Do you think Montag's safe? Do you think Faber's safe? I don't think Faber's safe. Yeah. Do you think the government's going to be I think the government's going to get Faber. I think that's what's going to happen, because they can't kill off the main character, so we No, they can't. Diversion series. They can't. That happens. Oh, Yeah. Well, they can, but, like, it's not known. If I may spoil, 1984. I forgot which book, but part of the Diversion series. We'll okay. read that. I don't know. So, Montag, he floats down the river. He doesn't see the hound walk, walking around, but obviously, like, it's super boring to just search every part of the river. Yeah. This thing, all the viewers are at their house. They're seeing this high-speed chase, and it's happening all around them because they have these four-wall TVs. Yeah, which is kind of scary. Like, I mean, ultimate horror movie right there. Yeah. <laughs> like... Just from behind you, Pennywise, grr. Yeah. And so, Montag's just... He floats down the river until he reaches a barn, sleeps in the barn, and then goes on his way. Why not sleep in the river? Because you'll drown. Because <laughs> then he'll float to the surface. Wait, how tall is the river? Is it like a stream river? It's like probably an it's actual like river. Re- regular oh. river. Like Remember the River we on. Yeah, probably like Crystal oh, River. Oh, and the mechanical river. hound can't swim in water because yeah, it's mechanical. It's so Maybe it's stainless steel. Maybe, but um, that's expensive. And if they and keep chipping out. And it's implied that they have a Like yeah. in every city. And how they can replace them like that after yeah. they're killed. I never realized that they were that big. I didn't realize the mechanical hounds are take four helicopters to lift. Yeah, I didn't think... Well, they might be really heavy because of all the, like, the mechanics on the inside. Imagine like maybe half the size of an AT-AT. 
But those are some That's really... massive. Yeah, I know. They are massive. It takes, like... It's... And Montag was playing with this, like, in the beginning of the book. That's terrible. No, no, the firemen play with it. Like, mm-hmm. they send the mice, and they challenge the mechanical hound to find it. Pretty twisted, but, yeah. Well, I mean, the mechanical hound has to eat, and they want to know their response time, which no, will... It it's mechanical. True. Well, I mean... It's like using a wired mouse versus a non-wired mouse, a wireless mouse. That is true. Okay, so notice that this all happens in one night. In so one it's night. Like, yeah, like oh, the wow. visit from the three women uh, who are, like, super dense to Montag on the run in a river all happens in one night. Everything. This is pretty intense. That, like... Yeah. And so he, like, sleeps in the barn, pretty much spends a couple days there, regaining his energy, until he goes off one night, and he sees this group of travelers, like, hobos, kind of. Favor told him a bit about this, but he didn't really tell him, until they're like, it's okay, Montag, you can come out now. And so, they're friendly, they've all, like, memorized books. Memorized? Yes. They found out a method to memorize books and keep them in their minds forever until one day they'll be able to reprint them. Sorry, background noise. A very loud car. We're outside, by the way. It's a motorcycle. Yeah. And so, Montag, like, joins this group, I guess. He, He has part of one book memorized. And they just... They're all very happy. But Which book is it? Um, I don't know. Okay. So, they have a TV, and they see something shocking happen. Hmm. So the hound is bounding down the city, searching for Montag. But Montag's not in the exactly. city anymore. They're pretty sure they know that, because they can't search the river, and they think he's in the river. And so, the authorities decide to just... You'll see. Okay, so as we watch, the hound bounds down the city, finds a guy, and kills him. Oh, was it Favor? No, it was a random guy walking down the street that you couldn't even, like, see. They blurred out his face, so you couldn't tell if it was Montag or not. They blurred out his face? Yes. And so they just... He's a very... He's just a random guy walking down the street, like... Poor guy's family, if he had family, Eh, like... He just got captured. Well, remember, they're like outcasts. They're kind of like outcasts in society. The only people who get families are the stupid people. And so they watch as the scapegoat gets chosen and killed right in front of their eyes. And they're like, Montag is dead. Like, stop searching immediately. Even though they know he's alive. They'll probably just kill him in private. But now he's with the hobos who are like mass concealers because they're basically fugitives too. Yay! Fugitive group! These are the best role models ever. This is a great look for children. Children. I know, right? Flamethrowers, a hound killing people, sleeping pills, getting high (laughs) off of sleeping pills, along with the occasional cursing. You know, just putting that out yeah. there. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. True. But. So, 
This is the biggest twist of the book, arguably. Okay. Coming up next. So the hobos, um, they're like smart. They're smart hobos. <laughs> Do they have jobs? Uh, no. It doesn't they have like fun. jobs to preserve books in their minds. And so, um, if I may quote here, I'm gonna try and find the book. You guys talk about what you guys think. I'm okay. gonna find the quote. Well, I think so far in the book, it's quite like. How to put this? Quite like twisty. Like this author knew what he was doing. He just didn't perfect his grammar. If you know what I mean? No, I don't actually think he really knew what he was doing. I think he was just. I think Ray, uh, Ray Bradbury was just writing whatever came out of his, his hands. But it all ties into it, though, too, which I think is kind of like weird. If he only wrote it in a day. Yeah. Well, it does all tie into itself. True. But sometimes it just goes on a rant. That you know, is true. For a while, so I like, think he was just kind of typing page, whatever came down. Like, like, like one, two, fun. three, four. Like it was yeah. really bad. For like a whole page. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I found the quote. So just feel free to interrupt me. All right. So ah! he's, he's talking with <laughs> he's talking with this the leader of the hobos, like Granger. The leader of the hobos. Yeah. Bats. That's a great name. I know, right? All right. His name is Granger. And so Montag's talking to Granger. And suddenly, all right, quote, look, cried Montag, and the war begun, began and ended in that instant. Later, the men around Montag could not say if they had really seen anything. Perhaps the mirrors flourish of light and motion in the sky. Perhaps the bombs were there and the jet... Ten miles, five miles, one mile up for the merest instant, like grain thrown over the heavens by a great sowing hand, and the bombs drifting with dreadful swiftness, Ooh. yet sun slowness down upon the morning city they had left behind. The bombardment was to all intents and purposes finished. Once the jets sighted their target, alerted their bombardier at 5,000 miles an hour, as quick as the whisper of a sight, the war was finished. Once the bomb release was yanked, it was all over. Now, a full three seconds, all of the time in history, before the bomb struck, the enemy ships themselves were gone half around the visible world, like bullets in which a savage islander might not believe because they are invisible. Yet the heart is suddenly shattered, the body falls in separate motions, and the blood is astonished to be fred on the air. The brain squanders its few precious memories, and, puzzled, dies. This was not to be believed. It was merely a gesture. Montag saw the flirt of a great metal fist over the far city, and he knew the scream of the jets that would follow, follow, and would say, after the deed, disintegrate, leave no stone on another, perish, die. Montag left the bombs in the sky for a single moment, with his mind and his hands reaching helplessly up at them. Run, he cried to Faber, to Clarice. Run to Mildred. Get out. Get out of there. But Clarice, he remembered, was dead. And Faber was out. There in the deep valleys of the country. Somewhere the 5 a.m. bus was on its way from one desolation to another. Though the desolation had not yet arrived, was still in the air. It was as certain as man could make it. Before the bus had run another 50 yards on the highway, its destination would be meaningless and his point of departure changed from metropolis to junkyard. And Mildred, get out, run. He saw her in her 
hotel room somewhere now, in the half second remaining, with the bombs a yard, a foot, an inch from her building. He saw her leaning towards the great shimmering walls of color and motion, where the family talked and talked and talked to her, where the family prattled and chatted and said her name and smiled at her, and said nothing of the bomb that was an inch, now a half inch, now a quarter inch from the top of the hotel leaning into the wall as if all of the hunger of looking would find the secret of her sleepless unease there. Mildred leaning anxiously, nervously, as if to plunge, drop, fall into that swarming immensity of color to drown its bright happiness. The first bomb struck. Mildred, perhaps, who would ever know, perhaps the great broadcasting stations with their beams of color and light and talk and chatter went first into oblivion. Montag falling flat, going down, saw her fell, or imagine he saw her felt the walls going dark in Millie's face. Heard her screaming, because in the millionth part of time left, she saw her own face reflected there, in a mirror instead of a crystal ball. It was such a wildly, em wildly empty face, all by itself in the room, touching nothing, starved and eating of itself. At last she recognized it as her own and looked quickly up at the ceiling, as it and the entire structure of the hotel blasted down upon her, carrying her with a million pounds of brick, metal, plaster, and wood to meet other people in the house below. All on their quick way down to the cellar, where the explosion rid themselves itself of them in its own unreasonable way. I remember Montag clucks clung to the earth. I remember Chicago. Chicago a long time ago. Millie and I, that's where we met. I remember now. Chicago a long time ago. The concussion knocked the air across and down the river, turned the men over like dominoes in line, blew the river in lifting sprays, and blew the dust and made the trees above them warm with the great wind passing away south. Montag crushed himself down, squeezing himself small, eyes tight. He blinked once, and in that instant saw the city instead of the bombs in the air. They had displaced one, each other. For another of those impossible instants, the city stood, rebuilt and unrecognizable, taller than had ever hoped or strived to be, taller than man had built it, erected at last in gouts of shattering concrete and sparkles of torn metal and mural hand hung like a reversed avalanche. A million colors, a million oddities, a door where a window should be, a top for a bottom, a side for a back, and then the city rolled over, rolled over and fell down dead. The sound of its death came after, unquote. Wow. Wow. That was... Yeah, the destruction for the whole did, family. Yay! <laughs> but, like, poor Mildred. Eh. Like, she was so brainwashed, and she died so brainwashed. As if... Unlike Montag, because he was smart. Yeah, but it's not Mildred's fault that... Yeah. Or Millie, that... She was brainwashed, and that she was eating 30 sleeping pills a night. Technically, the government's fault. I mean, should we be feeling bad for her? Yes. Yeah. Every she human being. But, yeah. She was extremely indoctrinated. But I feel like she had a choice. Montag gave her a choice. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but, like, Montag had a different indoctrination okay, well, level. my shirt just got stuck in the chair. Montag had a different indoctrination level than Mildred did, which I find kind of weird because all the female... You've never seen once seen a, um... 
how to put this? A female person for the cause. Ever. So. Just saying. My sister. So I think that they indoctrinate the women because the women technically kind of control the men. And so, sorry, go. So, that could be where the book ends. I kind of want the book to end there. Yeah. But it doesn't. Because it's like, it adds like a creepy, like, forceful ending. Which isn't. Yeah, I really appreciate that quote. That's a beautiful. That is beautiful. Even though it was a long quote, it was was still like. And deadly, but still a really good. Yeah, like it needed to be said. I had to keep going. I felt like the entire thing had to be said. Yeah. Yeah. So, Florence But see, dead. we don't Florence have time dead. because we were supposed to spend 15 minutes. Vapor's out in the countryside. And the book ends with the hobos. Um, they reveal that they have a bunch of people around the country and they're all gonna try to rebuild society in the ruins of the city. Oh, so we kind of made it a basic ending. Gonda? Kind of. I mean... It would have, if he would have left it like that, it would have been like a little cliffhanger that was never answered. Yeah. Which was kind of fun. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like it to end there. Like, yeah. Well. You guys really should read 1984 because it relates a lot to this book. Maybe we'll do it. it, it like a podcast with like it. That. Well, on that note. We probably have to go inside because we're eh. way over our time. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. So. Uh, overall, this is a good book. 10 out of 10. Read I it. I recommend it. Read it. It's, I recommend yeah. it. Recommend you to read it with your class because it makes it that much more. Yeah. yeah. Like reading it in a group. We read it in a group of five. Make sure to write down your thoughts. There's a lot of thoughts. Yeah, there's yes. a lot of keep, thoughts. Just keep making notes. But, like, don't force really your notes because then it'd be like, Boring. Just write down stuff when you feel like it. Write Not down like, it when you think it so that you don't like me. Not like every ten pages write down something. Yeah, write don't down. force it. Just write it down when you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, write it down when it needs to be written down. When it's an interesting little Yeah, about how she thing. does 30 sleeping pills and stuff like that. With Stomach plunge. Yeah, this, yeah. this book kind of like starts out slow. Yeah, it starts it out slow, but then like... Does. Yeah, but, like, this is unusually It definitely slow. speeds up by the end. Yeah. It's kind of like you put your foot on the throttle and just go... Towards the end, and it's just like... The turning point. I think there's a turning point in every book. Yeah, but, like, this had so many. Yeah, that made had, it so much interesting. That, like, just pull you in more like, and more. Like, say in The Hunger Games, the turning point was the berries. That's yeah. That's everything that happened later. Yeah. And in this, there's just everything builds on itself. And Harry Potter, there's so the many. The turning point was like Cedric dying. Yeah. Like there's a turning point. And Snape. In everything. I refuse so, to believe that Snape's dead. Oh! I think he's dead. Well, on that note, I think it's time for us to go. Um, yeah. I'll see you all later. A lot of podcasts have like an end phrase. Like book club out, I guess. Beast, uh, copyrighted. Probably. Oh, that's. Plus, sucks. I'd feel bad to like take it. Well, do you want to just do like book club out or something? All right. It's I. It's kind of weird. I'm out. Bye. <laughs>